Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Suns Football Podcast, where this week myself, Roger Hanna and David Free will look ahead to the Scottish Cup fifth round ties. David, it all starts Saturday lunchtime at Ibrox. Rangers flying high in the championship against a Kilmarnock side struggling at the bottom of the Premiership and now looking for a new manager. Yeah, I mean, sometimes when a, a team loses a manager, you get a, a sort of bounce after it, but Kilmarnock don't have a manager as yet. Looks like Lee McCulloch and Peter Levy will be taking the team at Ibrox and I just can't see anything past the home win, to be perfectly honest with you. I think Kilmarnock have been toiling all season for consistency. I think Rangers are in a good bit of form now. They're winning games. I think they've, they've got real intentions of doing well in the Scottish Cup and I, I just I think they'll win. Comfortably. How strange will it be for Lee McCulloch if he is in charge of Rangers going back as a former captain, the man who, who won everything domestically with Rangers, reached a European final with him? How odd will it be being in the away dugout? Strange, I mean, I think he'd probably, I, mean, I do believe he's got designs in being a manager one day in his own right, but I think he would rather make his dugout debut in different circumstances. It was Gary Locke that brought him to the club, Gary Locke's now left the club, so Lee McCulloch and Peter Levin, another former Rangers player, are going to be charged with the task of, of trying to somehow stop Rangers getting through to the next round. I think they'll probably make some motions for him. I think he'll be, he'll be happy to go back. and I don't know what kind of reception he'll get from the fans, really, but I think he's focused obviously on Kilmarnock, but it's going to be a hard one for him. As we are speaking here, David, Billy Davis is being touted as, as the favourite for the Kelly job. Surely if you're Billy Davis, you, you don't want your first game to be away to Rangers at Ibrox. You'd, you'd maybe just hang back and, and start next week. Ahead of a relegation six pointer against Motherwell. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't mean it's almost a free week for Kilmarnock, but even though they're the Premiership team, I think Rangers are by far and away the favourites for this game. So I'd agree. With, I think any new manager coming in, although they probably want to start as quick as possible, I think it's a it's a bit of a big one for them. It's a daunting one for for Kilmarnock. I think Billy Davis would be a good appointment for Kilmarnock. I think he's got a good track record in England. He's a good coach, good manager. I think he would keep them up, but I mean, this one's probably a bit too soon for him. In terms of Rangers, a 1-0 win in the Championship at Kirkcaldy on Tuesday night. They stay eight points clear of Hibs. Does, does the Scottish Cup really matter to Rangers this season? I think it does, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the priority has always been promotion. The pri- priority has always been winning the league. But I do think the Scottish Cup, given the way they exited the League Cup as well at St Johnson, St Johnson were pretty comfortable winners that night. I think it does, you know. I think they've been given a pretty favourable draw at home. I think if they could get through again and get an even bigger one then you never know they could reach a semi-final final I think for Mark Warburton that would be a huge achievement The priorities you see going up Andy Halliday <laughs> scored the winner at Starks Park and, and then quite a muted celebration shall we say Yeah I mean it was a ridiculous second yellow and, and red card at Morton last week it, it was I mean I, I hate this whole thing about taking the fun out of football and if a player scores or a team scores you'd be allowed to celebrate and punters will say oh he was having a go at the Morton fans well I'm sure the Morton fans were having a go at him as well but I thought he showed a bit of character, a bit of humour as well last night, you know, just shaking hands. And um, it was good to see the referees on the funny side as well. You can watch the goals from all the big SPFL games on the website at thescottishsun.co.uk slash sport. <laughs> Arguably the pick of the three o'clock kick-offs on Saturday in the Scottish Cup fifth round up in Dingwall, Ross County against Linlithgow Rose. Mm-hmm. It's a reversal of 
positions for Ross County, they were the underdogs mm -hmm. who beat Celtic in the League Cup semi at Hamden last Sunday. Will that make them doubly wary when the last junior team in the competition comes calling? Yeah, I, th I think you're always going to be wary because Lithgow Rose are yeah, a junior team, but you look at their squad and they've got guys that have played senior football, they've got guys that have played in the juniors that are decent. I mean, the highest level of the juniors, let's face it, these guys are getting paid money and everything. They could easily go and play, and a lot of them have played even championship football, first, second division stuff. So you're not going up against a team of kids. You're going up against a team of experienced players with a guy like Graham Weir, who's you know who's done it for hearts at the highest level. So I think there is a weariness there because uh, Ross County are hiding to nothing. You know, all the pressure is off them against Celtic. All the pressure is on them this weekend. But I think Jim McIntyre's got enough experience there. I don't think he'll mess about his team to get the job done. If they do get the job done, they're in a Scottish Cup quarter final. They're in a League Cup final already, the fourth place in the Premiership, it could turn out to be a sensational season for Roskin. Yeah. I think it's already been a sensational year for Jim McIntyre since he went up there. I mean, I think we've spoken about it before in the podcast, but the job he's done to get the players in, okay, he's had backing from the chairman, but he's, he's signed well, he's got the best out guys that Lee and Boyce inherited, and you know, being up there, being around the place, you can see there's a real sense of togetherness up there, you know, all the players live close to each other, some even live in the same house. And I think he's got a good thing going, but I think he's got some good players. I think they've added well a game with Paul Quinn and David Goodwillie, both coming from Aberdeen. You know, I think you know there's, there's two guys, two top-class players who have played at a high level in England as well. So I think Ross County are going places. I think they'll finish the, the top six comfortably. I think they'll get a right good chance of winning the League Cup, and who knows, they can maybe even get to another final. And maybe a European debut a, a season after the rivals Inverness, didn't Yeah, it? and it's, it's strange because Inverness, for, for the years on the Terry Butcher, then John Hughes seemed to be the... You know the big guns in the Highland, the team that was going to pull away, but Ross County have overtaken them probably this season. And I think if you look at the two squads and you look at where they're going, I think Ross County look to have a stronger short-term future anyway. But I think it's all credit to Jim McIntyre and Billy Dawes. I think they've done a, a phenomenal job. Looking at Cali Thistle, they could yet defend the Scottish Cup they won against Falkirk at Hamden last May. Difficult trip on Saturday though, away to Motherwell, who will look to bounce back after that league defeat at Fairhill on Tuesday night. Yeah, it was a sore one, you know. I, you know by all accounts it wasn't the greatest of games, it's one that could fall either way, but Partick managed to grind it out, you know, and that was a huge a huge result for them to take, just give them a bit of breathing space over Motherwell and that sort of playoff pack. Yeah, and Motherwell are another team in terms of the Scottish Cup, I mean, I know they got to a final against Celtic, what we're talking five years ago now, but, uh, you know, the Cups haven't been kind to them recently, you know, they haven't, you know, you think back to the Albion Rovers game, getting knocked out by them, and they've just not really probably done themselves justice when they were doing well in the league especially. So, I think it's a big one and I think it is a tough one for Inverness, you know, obviously there's a bit going on with Greg Tansy just now as well, how that will affect things, I don't know, they did manage to get a couple of players on the deadline day, but you know, I would probably make Motherwell favourites for that. 25 years on from that 1991 family final win for, for Tommy McLean's Motherwell against Jim McLean's Dundee United, luckily our resident Motherwell fans in the office very seldom talk about that 4-3 win. But could it be an omen? Could they get back to a final and win the cup again? Yeah, I mean, these things tend to happen. So it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I think the Scottish Cup's quite open this year, you know. You're going to expect, I mean, Aberdeen are out, then it's Celtic, Hearts, Rangers. But after that, you know, I think there's other clubs that, you know, there's got to be semi final places up for grabs, final place potential up for grabs as well. So why can't Motherwell go on the run? The, the, the struggle in the last couple of games, struggling for goals, they, they looked sharp, the likes of Marvin Johnson, Scott McDonald, Louis Mould looked as if they had a real cutting edge for a few weeks there. Just slightly going off the boil, David? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I thought after the Celtic game, there were worthy winners against Celtic. Mould McDonald were linking up well, as you're saying, Marvin Johnson. You've got Lionel Ainsworth coming off the bench. You know, they, they were looking really, really good, but I think Matt McGee is now finding out that that's why he pretty much got the job. Motherwell struggle for consistency. See, at times, see, when they're really good, they're good. 
maybe some real quality there, but at other times they, they just tend to toil. So I think he needs to somehow find a solution to end it. In terms of Carly Thistle, they've had a big turnover of players since that cup final last May. The likes of Marley Watkins, Eddie O'Ferry, Ryan Christie have all gone. Greg Tanzi almost went to Aberdeen on deadline day. He stayed in the Highlands. There's a bit of controversy to, over a move that didn't happen. How will Greg Tanzi react now he's staying at Inverness? Well, you, you would like to think, and, and having watched Greg Tanzi for a long time, and I think he's one of the most underrated players in, in the country. I think he's very good. He's a good passer of the ball. I think he'd be ideal for the way Aberdeen play as well. I'm, I'm actually surprised it's taken this long for another team to come in for him. If he's got a clause in his contract, and, and Aberdeen seem to be suggesting this, I mean, he's still to speak Greg Tanzi, but I think he'll be wondering why am I not at Aberdeen. Now, Inverness have been good for him, he's been good for Inverness, but Aberdeen at the moment are the second best team in the country. Aberdeen could probably offer him more wages, Aberdeen could offer him European football. So I think it's only natural for a player, especially at his age, you know, he's not a kid to want to go. He's, he's looked at Graeme Shinney going there, maybe he's got Scotland recognition. Yeah, Johnny Hayes and Adam Rooney too. Adam Rooney. So I think it's only natural that Greg Tansy probably feels a bit disappointed, disillusioned. I would like to think, and you know, not many dealings with him, but he seems a good character, that he'll dig in for a few months and maybe come and someone will get his move, whether it's Aberdeen, whether it's elsewhere. But I think it is a problem for John Hughes because, you know, any player, and you look back at John Hughes, for example, when John Hughes went from, was it Falkirk to Celtic? You know, if, if Falkirk could, you know, was it Hibs to Celtic? I can't remember, but if they st- stood in his way back then, he wouldn't have been happy. So. I think it's a, it's a curious one. Derek McInnes is calling for SFA probes and you know what is the clause? What was the word of the clause? Is it clear? Is it not clear? So I think that's going to take a bit of mopping up for John Hughes. Like Sunsport on Facebook for all the Scottish football latest. The overall Premiership game in the fifth round of the Cup at the weekend sees the United bottom of the table at home to Partick Thistle. It should have been a league meeting last week between the two at Firhill. That fell victim to the weather. Thistle go up there full of confidence after Stephen Lawless's winning against Motherwell in midweek? Yeah, and you know, again, Thistle have been up and down a wee bit of, of late, but it was a big win for them. And I think of all the teams left in the competition, I think the Scottish Cup means the least to the United. It must, you know, they, they are, their sole focus must be on staying up. Partick Thistle are a bit different. You know, Alan Archibald, speaking a couple of weeks ago, said they wanted a cup run this year. You know, he wanted to go and do, do things, take them back to Hamden. And, and it's been a long time since they were there. So I think Thistle will have real, real hopes of going and getting a result there. Dundee United, I think, of course they want to win the game, but I don't think it'll be the biggest disaster if they don't. Thistle held on to Stephen Lawless on deadline day. There was real interest from Mixwood Matterline in taking him to Dundee United. Alan Archibald dug his heels in and he got an instant reward with a winner, late winner by Lawless against Motherwell. And that was a result that lifted Thistle so much further away from United at the bottom of the Premiership. Yeah, it was huge. And I think, you know, Alan Archibald, you know, there was interest in Stuart Bannigan, there was interest in Stephen Lawless. You can understand why he wants to keep these guys because it's almost a false economy. You cash in and you take, I don't know, 80 grand, 100 grand, but that may cost you in the end. You know, that may cost you a league place and that may cost you in a playoff, which means your league status. So I can understand, you know, you watch this one, guys like Stephen Lawless and Bannigan are crucial for them. You know, they're the key players. So why would anybody let their key players go in the January transfer window? With Stephen Lawless, I've got it in the United, maybe there's more money, but I, I think just now he's probably better hedging his bets and waiting off just now. United, I saw them in their last outing at that 5-1, astonishing 5-1 win against Kilmarnock. They would have been desperate to get some action at Firhill at the weekend. Mm. Is there a danger they've lost that little bit of momentum they built up against Killing? Yeah, and I think that'll be a concern for Mixer Patalini because I'd imagine that as soon as that game finished, he wanted a midweek game. He wanted just to get back on 
you know, back on course again because they looked like a different team. They looked confident. The system was working. They had players fighting for each other. They were scoring goals. They looked a threat. Probably got a couple of guys to come back as well. Um, although he's lost John Suter, but you know, I, th- I think there will be an element of he wishes he could have built on that a bit quicker. Um, and as I said, the, the cup's probably a, an unwelcome distraction from the Etihad right now. Across the road, Dundee going well, top six. Would they fancy going to the cheaper insurance direct stadium <laughs> in Dumbarton on Saturday, or is that the potential banana skin of the fifth round? I don't know if it's a potential. I, th- I think if Dundee play to their potential and they get their strikers going, you know, Kane Hemmings can't stop scoring just now. You've got Greg Stewart there as well. You know, Rory Lloyd coming off the bench. I, I think Dundee will be too strong for them. I do. I think Dumbarton. You know, I think Dumbarton do well in the Championship, given they're a part-time team. They've got a bit of experience, a few kids, but I, I think Dundee. If they don't come away with a win there, I think they'll be very, very disappointed. This is a huge chance for Dundee to get into the quarterfinal. Huge chance. I saw them bumping just after the... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. New Year, there was 6-0 at home to Rangers. But for 40 minutes, the, the, the Rangers equal Stevie Aiken's got them well organised. They are diligent in defending Darren Barr and Fraser Wright, a couple of uh, wily old foxes, if you like, mm-hmm. at the back. They, they won't make it easy for, for the likes of Hemmings and Greg Stewart and Gary Harkins. No, not at all. And, and that's the thing, you know, they have got experience. I mean, they've got experience all over the pitch. And they've got some talented kids here and guys on loan with some experience up front. I, I just think Dundee. You know, Dundee are probably going to be, you know, I don't think there'll be any danger of a playoff. I don't know if they'll hit the top six now, but they'll be around about that mid table because they've got enough up front, I think, to beat teams. I just think Dundee, this Scottish Cup, you know, and I spoke to Paul Hartley about it as well, you know, you know, getting a good cup run would be good for his CV as well. You know, I think he's done really well at Arlo, he's done well at Dundee, but, you know, to maybe take him up to that other level, I think, could he get to a final, a semi final? You know, I think that's what Dundee have probably been missing in recent years. It'll be huge for the manager, I think it'd be huge for the squad. And I just look at the firepower they've got, Hemming Stewart, that we've mentioned before, I just think they'll have too much with them. What has Darren O'Dea brought to Dundee since he came back to, to the Scottish League from India? He's brought a bit of character, a bit of experience, you know. He's he's a, a big figure around any dressing room he's in, Darren. You know, he's very, very out, I don't know, outspoken, but he's loud, he gets, he gets on with people, he's a good character, he's quite influential. And I think losing James McPake and probably Kevin Thompson to an extent as well, McPake to injury, Thompson's also at Hibs, I think Dundee should fill that void. I think Paul Hartley, having played with Arne when he was younger, knew what type of character he'd be. And I, th- I think on the pitch, he's got, he's got 20 Highland caps, you know, he's, he's played high level in England abroad, so, you know, nothing will phase him. And I just think he's, he's a good guy to have around any squad. He's also got the best of Gary Harkins as well, Paul Hartley, by giving him the captain's armband, and he's got good strikers playing there. So, you know, I think Dundee... 
could be dark horses for the Scottish Cup. The last of the six quarterfinals on Saturday afternoon, down at Gallabank and an Athletic, the real heroes of the fourth round with that 4-1 win over Hamilton Ackies at home to Jim Duffy's Morton. How do you see that one going? Annan are a funny team. There's times where Annan, you know, like they do, you know, like they did against Hamilton Ackies, you think, you know, Jim Chapman's got something really good going there. They've got a lot of talent. They've got, you know, a great togetherness again and they can really hurt teams. But there's another side to Annan that I know through my uh, failed coupon uh, <laughs> chance uh, attempts where you think, how, how can they lose that game? Yeah. You know, they, they look stick-ons and they just don't do it. But, listen, I, th- I think for Jim Chapman and, and the Annan players having dismissed Hamilton Aki so easy, they don't want to then just go and get out a whimper against Morton. But I think Morton, they're a good team and again, they're will be safe in the championship there's no question of that I think Morton again will be looking at this as a very good chance of getting a quarter final Morton lately they've, they've lost championship games at home to both Rangers and Hibs mm-hmm. but both narrow defeats but in both occasions Jim Duffy he felt he could have got more out of his team in an attacking sense mm-hmm. they'll need to be on their metal down at Gallabank yeah and I think that's probably been a disappointment for Jim in the sense that I think they've been well organised they've competed well they've probably had their fair half chances but they've maybe not created enough but they've got good players at Morton, you know, and, and I think I think it's a different type of game for them, you know, they'll be going there, they know they're the favourites to do it, but I think he's got enough good types about the place. Totally different from playing Rangers and then playing Hibs, you know, it's narrow defeats in both games, but I, I would think that Morton, and especially given what Annan did to Hamilton, will go there, you know, full strength and, you know, looking upon the show. Keep bang up to date with Scottish football by following Sun Sport on Twitter. Sunday lunchtime. Arguably the tie of the round, Hearts versus Hibs at Tynecastle. They seem to meet almost every season in the Scottish mm. Cup at the minute. Hibs having won at Tynecastle in a League Cup semi-final last weekend, then won at Capelo in midweek in the Championship. Uh, the word treble is getting mentioned round about Easter Road. Is this the hardest part of the treble, going and winning in the backyard of your big rivals? I mean, the hardest part of the treble, I, th- I still, you know, I think, I think winning the league will be hard as well. You know, I think Rangers look to be grinding stuff out now they've, they've strengthened as well but I think for Hibs it's one of I mean it's been a big week but it could be a big season you know there could be heartache at the end of it or there could be it could be one of the best seasons in the club's history even though they're in second tier just now you know they're in that final that can be put in the back burner the league they're, they're going well in the league they're staying in touch with Angels they've got a game in hand still to go but Hearts are a good team Hearts have strengthened as well you know with the transfer window a lot of clubs did a lot of business but Hearts probably did arguably the best business of the transfer window they're really strong I think they've beaten Aberdeen I think they'll view this as probably as tough a game as it could get but again another good chance to get in that quarter final Hibs I don't know is the pressure off them slightly given they're into one final maybe but I don't know if an Edinburgh derby that ever really makes a difference Two goals in two games from Anthony Stokes is already showing what he can bring to Hibs Yeah and, and listen, I think we said in a previous podcast he's arguably the, the signing of the transfer window you know he's he's a guy that for me could get into any team in Scotland you know and I could Celtic in that I think he's probably it's not ability that he's not in the Celtic team that's that's not what it's down to just now it's other things he could go, go and play at a decent level in England decent level abroad he's gone to Hibs I think Jason Cummins was rested for the Morton game he'll come back in I would imagine the partner Stokes against Hearts and listen those two can score goals they've also got a lot of cover and a lot of good talent in midfield as well so I think they'll go I think they'll have a go at Hearts you know I think Hibs will probably go there thinking you know what it's an away game we're the championship team let's just have a go and I wouldn't bet against them winning but Hearts are strong really You touched on Robbie Nielsen's deadline day business John Souter came in Don Cowie came in in a two and a half year contract and a striker in from Poland Ariola Dodder to replace Osman So but it's a mayor's Osman So could 
play in the derby at the weekend before heading for China. Yeah, but I don't really understand that because for me, if you're getting 1.5 million or over a million pounds for a guy that's got four months left in his contract, I wouldn't be letting him leave the house, let alone play in a football match. You know, I, I just don't see why why risk it. You know, why risk an injury? Why risk a, a you know a, a broken leg or, or whatever? I just wouldn't play him. I think the the, the striker I brought in from Holland, I'm, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Roger is, by all accounts, he's got a good pedigree, good player. Robbie Nielsen's obviously a good age as well, 27, being about, being about a bit. And I think Don Cowie's a great signing as well. You know, it was a guy who was always quite underrated for Scotland. You know, he played a lot of games, especially under Craig Levine. And I think he always did a good job. He's played at, you know, played for Watford, played for Wigan, Cardiff. You know, good player, good type. And losing Morgara Gomez, obviously Don Cowie will fill that void. John Suter's maybe one a bit more for the future. But again, I think Hearts are. I think Hearts are strong. I think Hibs are strong, and I think it's got all the makings of a classic. The last of the cup games at the Shybury and Airdrie on Sunday afternoon. You're going East Kilbride against Celtic. I know you were down at the K Park at East Kilbride earlier this week, speaking to Billy Ogilvy, speaking to some of his players. What does this mean to East Kilbride Football Club? Everything. I mean, it's it is it is a fairy tale. It is. I mean, it's it's, it's something like a film. You know, you've got this club that's formed and a. And a, a decent sized town they're, they're trying to put themselves in the map they managed to get th- th- through a few rounds and then they draw Celtic and you know you can just speak into the players even you know it's, it's funny because I spoke to a few players you can read about it in you know, the paper throughout the week but you've got, you've got guys that don't really bother with football you've got Celtic fans you've got Rangers fans but they all they all come from different walks of life even the people behind the, behind the scenes the chairman the manager you know the chairman owns a pub the manager a taxi driver you've got PE teachers you've got guys that you know work in the building trade you've got, you've got all manner of different types and they just they can't really seem to believe they're about to play Celtic and you can understand the excitement I just think it's a great it's a great story for them to come so far so soon and although they can't put a figure on the money yet you know it's going to be you know they're saying life changing for the club in terms of what they can do what they can do with facilities what they can do with players and you never know this could be the springboard for them to go and become a league club one day Celtic, of course, slumped to that defeat to Ross County at Hamden last weekend. The treble dream is over for Celtic and Ronnie Dyler for another season. Surely this against East Coast, it should be 10-0, David, should it? It should be. I mean, it should be. I mean, that's that's not a, a dis- that's not been disrespectful to East Coast as well. I mean, Billy Ogilvy was in good form in today's paper, and, and he said that, don't you know, when it was put to him that Clyde and Morton have beaten Celtic in recent years, why can't East Coast? And he said, but you need to remember that they're a few levels below both Clyde and Morton yeah. his, his words were it would be the biggest shock in moral football and I think I would agree with him I, I, can't, I can't really I mean I think there was one in France a few years ago I, I can't almost an amateur team put out Monaco maybe but I can't remember anything else that would be as big as this but I just don't, I just can't see Celtic slipping up It's going to be a busy run in for Celtic then in terms of the Premiership in terms of the Scottish Cup is this an opportunity for Ronnie Dyler to give a few fringe players an opportunity Aidan Nesbitt obviously has gone out yeah. on loan to Partick Thistle but mm-hmm. some of the other kids do you expect to see any of them in the team yeah, at the weekend? The squad's probably going to be 60 players now given the Nesbitt squad no, I'm kidding on but it's a huge squad he's got I mean you guys I mean see through all this people are forgetting Celtic have signed Ryan Christie Ryan Christie's one of the best young players in Scotland Celtic have signed him and he's, I know he's been injured at the start but he's, he's nowhere near the team as things stand right now so I think you like Sir Ryan Christie Scott Allen is Colin Kazim Richards start does he put in Carlton Cole I mean, they've just got an abundance of talent there, abundance of players. I think he will use some of them, but I do think there'll be a nucleus there. You know, I can't, for example, you know, if Charlie McGrew will come back and start again for the first time in a while, but I still don't think he'll mess about too much because I don't think Ronnie Dyle at this moment in time can afford to mess about too much. There's one Premiership game taking place at the weekend, Saturday afternoon at McDermott Park, St Johnson against Aberdeen. Now, we're recording this podcast on Wednesday prior 
to the Aberdeen Celtic game. But regardless of the outcome at Petodre on Wednesday night, when Derek McInnes goes back to Perth on Saturday afternoon, this game, like all games for Aberdeen now, is must win. Yeah, and, and that's and that is the thing. And as you're saying, regardless of the outcome at Petodre, McDermott Park is one where Aberdeen would would value three points. You know, it's one of the toughest places to go in the league. You know, St Johnson have lost Michael Hallam, but you know they've, they've signed Danny Swanson. I think he'll probably pretty much be a direct replacement for him. And it's a, it's a tough one for Aberdeen. I think regardless of what happens, as we're saying against Celtic, you know, Aberdeen just need to keep winning. You know, they've, they've gone in, in two brilliant runs this season, which was sort of in, in the middle of that there was this bizarre crumble from them. But it's a tough place to go for them. But you know, Aberdeen, regardless of what happens against Celtic, just have to strive for that consistency. Now I know David, you're a devoted cat man, but you you must have felt a, a pang of sympathy for Johnny Hayes <laughs> after his brush with a dog at the start of the week. Yeah, I mean, that's his first problem is he's got dogs. He should be going for cats, as you're saying. A strange injury, you know. You know, Scottish football, strange injury. That must go right up there. He didn't seem to get a lot of sympathy from his manager. <laughs> no, no. He's talking about Dr. Barker stitching yeah. him up and stuff like that. He's, he's lucky, I suppose. I mean, by all accounts, it was pretty savage what happened. I don't know about him wrapping his, his bandage up in a, a poly bag as well. I don't know if he paid 5p for that. It was a, a strange one. But, I mean, Johnny Hayes is probably Aberdeen's best player this season, you know, so it's a, it's a huge, if he's, you know, if it, if it does cause him any issues over the next few weeks, it will be a blow for him. In terms of Johnson, you touched on the departure of O'Halloran, a return for Swanson. It's a big period coming up for Tommy Wright because you know how much it hurt losing that League Cup semi-final against Hibs last weekend. He needs to keep St Johnson in that top six because, of course, they're only playing this weekend because they're out the Scottish Cup too. You know, I think in terms of St Johnson, have done well in the Cups. And listen, getting semi-finals is a good achievement from them, but I think he will be disappointed to lose to Hibs. I think very disappointed to be in the Scottish Cup as well. And and I think, yeah, I mean, I think St Johnson started the season so well, high up the league. They've been a top six team. They've been in Europe so much recently. I don't think he, I think he'll, Tommy Wright's got certain standards for his team. He's got certain targets for them as well. And I don't think he'll want them to slip. There are clubs almost beneath them there. You know, your Ross Counties, maybe Dundee's, that are, you know, getting, getting it together a wee bit. So I think St Johnson will be wary that, you know, they need to maintain their standards. But Dan Swanson's a good sign. I think he's a good player. Losing Michael Hallen, I think it just, I think it probably just had to come to a, Conclusion because I think it was probably doing more harm than good. But Tommy Wright's a good manager. I do think St Johnson will be fine. That's great, David. Thanks very much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.